Welcome to Sidebar Conversations with the Amateur Hour crew. Jay Kane here. You may be asking yourself, what's the sidebar? The intent with the sidebar is to share organic content that's not a part of the creative planning process for a show. To give our listeners the backdrop on this story, on this night, Co Demo and I were waiting for Mike to get off of work so that we could record the podcast. Shortly, Damo began conversing about the education of wealth and credit and how it's been passed down through the generations in his family. It was a tantalizing discussion that led into an interesting deep dive. Sit back and enjoy the show. Uh, we're gonna plug, um, this the extra one. Yeah. Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Yep. Cool. I can hear you. Can you hear us, Cole? Yeah, we could just go and then Mike, you know, we could just yeah, say, yeah. hey, yeah, let's just go. You know I mean? So, uh, you know, is it recording? Yep. Okay. Um, you know, we're, we're, we were taught to have good credit. I don't know about y'all, but that's what my mom taught me. Right. Good credit is your ticket. Definitely. And very similar to what you talked about before, Jay is go get a good job, be stable for 30 years, and you're good. Absolutely. And it's like that, like, that's the old way of thinking. Very similar to, hey, go get two jobs. Yep. That That's not the answer. <laughs> it's like keep working harder, right? Yeah. Like, don't be, not to say don't be lazy, but if you want to have that financial freedom, hey, mm-hmm. go out there, not only have one job, but then go work an additional job. Exactly. And we talked about it before where um, your trade-off between time is money. So my mom was teaching me, hey, have good credit, have good credit. Um, And then, you know, when we were out of school, um, you know, one of the big things was go buy a house. Right. Right. And then we all bought houses. (laughs) You you know what I'm saying? Yeah. uh, I bought a house. Herman bought a house. Courtney had a house like that's what we were taught everybody got a motherfucking house (laughs) right like that's the American dream or whatever it is that's what we were taught sure and then guess what happens the fucking recession hits boom so this $200,000 house I have has is now worth $120,000 right and um I gotta fight through $80,000 in the hole on a balloon loan Exactly, because when you're that age or when you're growing up, you're not actually taught about loans, right? You're not talking about amortized loans, any of that. Like, you just don't understand that part of it. It's just, hey, go out there, buy a house, because Mm -hmm. we're taught that houses don't ever depreciate. Sure. Like, that's that's always going to be... Uh, that's always going to appreciate. Mm-hmm. You're going to be good. Yep. Go get a stable job. Once you have that stable job, work it for 30 years. And pay your house off. Pay your house cha-ching. off. Retire. Yeah, so, you're good to go. So so real quick. So I took a training on this, man. Mm-hmm. I took a training in terms. And this is the, the conversation I'll be having with you guys on uh, me even <clears throat> even dipping my toe in the investment game um, so late, right? Um, and what I... What the training was about, it was called the psychology of poverty. Mm-hmm. And uh, they talked about three different things. They thought they talked about um, mindset. So mm-hmm. the mindset of a person who has grown up in poverty. Yeah. The mindset of a person who has uh, grown up um, middle class. 
in the mindset of a person who's who's uh, growing up wealthy, mm-hmm. right? And the difference is, it talked about people who are um, in poverty, everything is immediate gratification. We mm-hmm. need now, 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 mm-hmm. right? And then what you're taught as a middle class person, this is and this is uh, throughout the spectrum. So lower middle class, middle class, upper middle class, right? You're taught to manage your money. So savings account, 401k is almost good credit, good credit, uh, banking accounts, stuff like that. To where people who are wealthy, they it's purely off investments. Mm-hmm. And and it was and then they kind of correlated to to you know athletes, right? They talked about how athletes are a good example of people who possibly grew up in poverty, mm-hmm. and they are instantly thrust into this situation to where they now they have millions of dollars, mm-hmm. and then, then now they're expected to be able to. But they still want that instant gratification, right? Yeah, yeah, because of their still, mindset. But they're still stuck in this right. certain mm-hmm. mindset, mm-hmm. and then in the long run, they ultimately go broke mm-hmm. because. Oh, and then also they said people who are in poverty, man, especially with males, mom is the focus. Mm-hmm. So whatever mom wants, mom gets. Or whatever she says. Whatever, yeah, whatever mm-hmm. mom, whatever mom says, whatever mom wants, she gets. It's 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 mm-hmm. not a question. And and you know, how do you break yourself out of that mindset? Mm-hmm. Man, it was a it was an awesome training, man. Hey, man, like sauce, you're you're spot on, and I'm telling you, I even have a conversation. Uh, with my mom about this and the thing about it she wasn't taught like she was just delivering me to what she was taught but let me tell you something that's really 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 interesting and I think we talked about this before my great grandparents on both sides of my family were landowners in the Carolinas and in Texas my grandparents on both sides were landowners Got in it. Carolina and, and my grandmother here in Denver in Southmore had, uh, whose crib would be worth a million plus dollars right now. Right. We like, you could parlay that for generations, right? How many black people can say they're, they have three generations of land ownership? It's not many, not many small percentage. There's a very small percentage, but guess what we did with it? Nothing. <laughs> Nothing. Because right. we, like, you know, my mom went and bought a house. My aunt went and bought a house. You know, my grandmother had a house. It was paid off. So you didn't, like, rent it out or anything no, of that? No, man. Or... And I would have bought my grandmother's house, but I had just bought my house in freaking Aurora. And so, but just think if you were taught a different way of doing things, and you, you would be set up completely different. So I'm going to give you an example. My grandmother said she wanted the family to sell her house in um, off of Mississippi and Cook in probably one of the best neighborhoods in Denver at that point in time um, when she passed away. Got it. Um, and my, my, my aunt, my uncle, and my mom, and her, or my mom and her siblings at that time were like, hey, we have to do as her wish. That's her wish. No, let's rethink this family. This house is paid off. We don't need to sell it. Let's come together, pay the taxes. Who else in the family can get in here and pay the taxes right. to keep it in the family? Let's figure out what we need to do. You see what I'm saying? Like, no, it's a different way of thinking. Turn it into like a, cause a you family have the, estate. A family estate. Mm-hmm. You have an asset here. Mm-hmm. 
paid off. All you got to do is worry about taxes. Now, how can we capitalize off yes. of that? Let's not, because we think immediate, right? It's like, That's how it's can about. we get this lump sum of money mm -hmm. rather than getting it over increments for 20 years rather than, all right, let's sell it now and get everything we can in the next week sure. or so. Yeah, absolutely. Know? And I think a little bit of what you alluded to is like our mentality as far as how we grew up. And now I'm speaking specifically in the black community, mm -hmm, right? Because mm -hmm. to your point, like we're just not, not some instances we're not taught or we're just not thinking in that way mm -hmm. of like your situation was perfect. Hey, let's come together. Let's figure out how we can rent the house out, mm -hmm. split it or get creative with it like other ways that we can make money do you off even of need it. to split it you don't need it nobody in the family needed it right put it in an escrow let it chill Absolutely. if something happens to the, you see what i'm saying if something yeah. happens to the house you know we can fix it up but um, we used to have that though mm -hmm. like we did. like so so like i see on the agenda we have we have the whole uh the tulsa yep mm -hmm. the tulsa massacre right absolutely you know i think i think people who or are of a certain age who lived closer to that Great Depression, early 1900s, they have a different outlook mm -hmm. on life, man. And kind of what you're saying, Damien, and what you're saying, James, mm -hmm. that's how they lived post, post, going into Reconstruction, post-Reconstruction, right? How do we build not only our families, but our, but our communities to have some, to obtain something and also maintain it uh, while we're dealing with, uh, you know, having to deal with the fact that we're getting pushed out of things, like for example, with Jim Crow and all this type of stuff like that, right? Mm. We used to have that mentality, right? Yeah. And then when I saw that documentary, um, and I don't know if I'm if I'm going way above. Just, just no, speak no, on it, dude. Okay, yeah, so, so I, watched the, I watched a documentary on the History Channel about the Tulsa Massacre, man. And to see that they had 44 blocks with two grocery stores, full fully functional hospital, uh, different, they had different sections of that neighborhood within that 44 blocks, man. All black owned, all, all black ran. Like dollars were going through that community seven times before it went out. Right. You know, they were uh, thriving. They had that mentality back in those days. To build something. So then my question is, what changed? Crack. No, like well, literally, would, like not like, like, like I'm not even being that, funny. Though, but, but but no, no, because the, the way let's let's back drugs, up. like the dr drugs period. Well no, I think so specifically talking to the, the massacre, right? Is that so I think this is where racism definitely plays into that particular occurrence, is that we were segregated. We were thriving on our own. We had businesses that we owned. We didn't depend on anybody, right? Due to the situation, I think it was based on somebody was accused. I forget the name or the person was accused of raping. Emmett Till. No, 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 not, oh. not for this. Are you talking uh, about in Tulsa? In Tulsa. So, no, it wasn't a rape. So what happened was. But the, he it, was, it was accused a, of doing something with a white woman that in those times it definitely wasn't yeah allowed. so what happened so, so what happened was he was a shoe shiner and he worked in downtown tulsa and at the time the owner of this of the store where he was uh, a shoe shiner yeah. had an arrangement with another building like a couple blocks down so 
<clears throat> for the restroom. So the black workers that worked that worked for him in order to use for the in order to use a restroom, they had a color on, only restroom in a building that was a couple blocks down the street on the fourth floor. So the woman that he was accused of doing something improper with was a teenage white girl who was an elevator uh, an elevator attendant. attendant. Mm-hmm. So so what was he accused of? So so what happened was the elevator kind of shifted yeah coming down he trips they don't know if they it's unclear they don't know if he stepped on her foot if he actually bumped bumped up against her but she screamed mm-hmm. and then when she screamed he ran out the door now the assumption he knew what time it was yeah the, yeah yeah but it's the climate mm-hmm. what's going on and the assumption was that he that he that he was improper with her right right and then that's that was the catalyst to get everything going. Yeah, so that's my point. Yeah. Like so building on that, then you have so us at that time, we have no backing as far as the government to kind of step in and prevent this massacre, right? Cuz there's no it, spine. Yeah, that mm-hmm. you, know, you know, politicians within uh, the institution mm-hmm. are also racist, so they're going to support yeah. the racist act absolutely, and turn a blind eye. And you have all these successful black folks in Tulsa. Yeah. A- absolutely. It's like what they were saying, the worst yeah. thing the worst thing that could have happened in Tulsa was, was uh, Oklahoma becoming a state, getting granted statehood. So when black people were moving from the South to, when, people, when black people were moving from the Southwest, yeah. they were praying that the West remained a territory. Because mm-hmm. when it became a when it actually became a state, that's when it started to become problematic for Black people, according right. to this documentary. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. it, it plays into what you said that that that's when a lot of the systematic racism yep. really comes into play. Can I give y'all a fun fact about Oklahoma? Yeah, I drove from uh, Dallas. This is back in like oh five oh six. I drove from Dallas back to Denver. Um, okay. It's about ten twelve. 10, 11 hours, man. Yep. I had to stop in Oklahoma. I saw the ugliest person in my life in Oklahoma. <laughs> <laughs> the ugliest human being in my life I saw in Oklahoma. Gotcha. Gotcha. <laughs> Is that it? That's the fact? No, that's the fact. Were you like oh. at a gas station? Yes. Like where, okay. Yeah. Okay. And I looked and I was like, holy shit, that motherfucker's <laughs> ugly. It was just, and, and when I say person, I mean person. <laughs> and I say okay. that intentionally. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, the assumption is this individual was a woman, um, but this motherfucker was ugly. <laughs> <laughs> like, gave you chills on your arm, ugly. What made so him ugly? Like, Horror movie ugly. What, what made you, him ugly, man? No, what, what, what made this person ugly? No, what didn't What make was him the ugly? distinct features? <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying, like, but could you have found something attractive in that person? Hell no! <laughs> this person was this person was so ugly, and just like their voice was cringy, and they kind of talk like this, and like it was just weird, dude. Were you awkwardly staring, or just thinking about it the whole? time? I did or? awkwardly stare because I was like, 
I've never seen anything like this. <laughs> was it? Was it? Was it a? I come across hard times, ugly. No, or was it, no, I'm just ugly. The, the person had a job. <laughs> That's funny. Though the person had a job. That sounds like that was a good question. I'm though. thriving and I'm still ugly. Like, yeah, things, yeah. Are going, like things are going great, but, but I looks. Yeah. No, so the person had a modest job. Um, the, it wasn't like this homeless transient person on the street right <laughs> they worked at a gas station and they're like customer facing and i'm uh-huh. like you know if i if i traveled back to oklahoma um and i knew where that gas station was i would intentionally not stop there that's how ugly the person was but 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 is it something that money could have fixed that's funny no so like a, a nice haircut no. nice hairdo i distinctly remember what they looked like that's how ugly they were <laughs> damn so Definitely. so but so let's kind of so for, for me I'm I'm curious like uh-huh. was it the teeth like what what it was, was it it was the teeth it was the forehead the eyes the cheeks the hair the, the like they had like a small neck and high shoulders <laughs> All right man let's stop for yeah. you know, we Sorry. wake up with high high neck low neck and high shoulders Allegedly no, this was the ugliest person yeah. he's ever well, seen Well yeah, next to jokes. me right? allegedly next to me jokes. Mike here sorry I'm like this is jokes. Uh, it's um, a joke, but it was real for me. <laughs> but no, to protect ourselves, allegedly, this was the ugliest person in Oklahoma. Oh, allegedly, <laughs> yes, yes, yes. 